Welcome to Be Insanely Great. Danger Zone. We're in the danger zone. If listeners are there having to listen to the wind, thank you for listening to the wind and, and bearing with us as we continue to convey our, our thoughts and feelings about life and about choosing joy, right? And, I'm, and I chose very intently, and it's okay. Everybody makes their own choices. Everybody's on their own path. So if we want to feel grief, if we want to feel sad, if we want to feel bad, it's okay. We can do that. We all can make our own choices. But I'm here to tell you, through my own experience, literally, my grandma was is the most inspirational person in my life, in my life. And she just passed away. And I am choosing, because this is exactly what she would do, and this is exactly how she wanted it, would ever want it, to choose joy and to choose to remember those moments and to choose to, to know she's in my heart and to know that she's celebrated through me and around me, benefited by words people say that remind me of her, whether it's, you know, Constance amazing in the grocery store saying that on the day of her wake or my wife last night or the night before where, you know, we said, we said goodnight and she said, bye now. That's not something my wife's ever said, but that's something my grandmother always said when she hung up the phone. She said, bye now. And I haven't heard her say that in years, but that's what she said. And I, and I instantly remembered that instantly. I talked about the gift, the rat gift that the cat bought my mom, bought my grandmother. And I thought about the, there was one time where a cat was in my front yard and it was running after something. And I realized it was an iguana and then it climbed a tree. The iguana climbed the tree. And then and there was this big iguana, this big, massive iguana. And the cat, the cat climbed the tree. And then the iguana left and blah, blah, blah. the cat caught the iguana, had the iguana in its mouth. And I was thinking about that this, this past the other day. I was thinking about that. And I said, man, because I was thinking about the gift, you know, with the cat thing and everything like that. And, I had, and that happened like years ago, like three or four years ago. And I hadn't seen that happen since. I'm walking the other day, literally yesterday. I see a cat running. I'm like, and then I see, I see an iguana. I'm like, oh my God. It's, <laughs> and then the cat catches the iguana. This time a much smaller one. But what? I was just thinking about that. And then I just, then it just came into my awareness again. You know, this orchid, this beautiful orchid behind me, my orchids are my grandmother's favorite flower as this beautiful seabird comes and chirps above, um, uh, above us. We bought place cards for the dinner for my, my grandmother's celebration of life dinner that I was organizing and bought place cards, one with a white orchid and one with a blue butterfly. Mix it up a little bit. Monday, this thing shows up. A white orchid with a blue and purple iridescent butterfly on it. One of the, the last, you know, gift from, you know, my wife's employer. Thank you so much. Which she said, my wife told me a story. She says they usually send flowers, but they thought to do something different this time. And then it's to match the place cards, you know, just these little things, these little, these little ones. And then once we start to see these and they happen so free, they happen more and more and more and more and more frequently. And then we connect the dots and we're looking back. It's like we start to we start to see things and, and to realize that our thoughts and our feelings are so are are absolutely connected and are absolutely manifesting in our physical experience around us, right? Because it's so hard to wrap your head around. When I first heard this concept of time doesn't exist, what? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Of course time exists. But then if we start to think about it and we start to think about how that's possible, as I think Da Vinci says. If you can think about time as if you put your hand in a river, you're, you're touching water that, that came from someplace else and you're, you're touching water that's going someplace else. 
beyond downriver, right? And if we can think about time like that, is that, is that, you know, we're like right now we're planting seeds for our future. We're remembering and recalling seeds from our past. And right now is a seed. You're going to say, you're going to say, remember when this crazy enthusiastic guy on this show said this thing and, and blah, 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 blah. Yes. Remember when make more remember when moments say to yourself, self, as Emerald would say, self, remember when this happened or where you're around loved ones or around friends or around people or some bad, something bad, terrible happens. I'm going to remember when this was, this was terrible, but now, but I'm focusing something more clearly or people are going to remember when, you know, I was this and, and, and they're going to remember when I was just that. And now, but now I'm going to be that, but we have to be that. And that's the whole point because it's not that which we see. What we see in our world is a reflection of our inner, of our inner thoughts and our feelings. Every relationship we have, everything we see in our physical appearance around us is a reflection. And if we look at it as a reflection and we look at every person as energy and we look at every, every relationship and every circumstance as, as energy and as an opportunity to, to continue to build the momentum of, 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 of energy. You know, in, in Abundance by Deepak Chopra and in, and in The Divine Matrix, also called The Field by Greg Braden, talk about reflections, talk about the mirror that the world is, that our world is of our thoughts and our feelings. And I'm sharing all of these synchronicities and all of these things of the things that I've thought about and the feelings that I've had to help give examples of that. But we all have these examples if we're tuned in. If we're tuned into that, we all have those examples. If we're tuned into the awareness of abundance, things start becoming more abundant. If we're tuned into gratitude and, and nature, we start appreciating nature and we start feeling gratitude more frequently. But when we're tuned into the things we don't want, that happens. If we are honest with ourselves, it happens, right? And sometimes we don't know the reason for things and it's okay. It's okay, but can we reflect back and look and try and put the dots together and realize that, man, looking forward, I never would have seen this path, right? Everything we always think is a straight line, when in reality, it's, it's, it goes all over and then it ends up over here where we want. That's what happens, right? And then when we start becoming more conscious and being more aware, what happens, at least in my experience, the time it takes for these thoughts and feelings to become an expression and a mirror in our outer world happen less. It, it takes less and less time. And the present moments in which they occur and they express themselves happen closer and closer and closer, right? And another thing, you know, we have these feelings and sometimes, you know, and, and you know, Joe, you're sitting here saying, just forget about this and choose joy. How do you do that? That's not easy. Of course, that's not easy. It's not easy. And you know what? Sometimes we have things inside and we need to express them. And sometimes we need to express them if people hurt us, even if we know that we don't want to, we don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. It's, it's too much, but we got to go. And I'm going to say, got to, we got to go there. And then I'm going to say, we get to go there. We have the opportunity to go there if we so choose, right? And we get to go there. We get to have the opportunity to, to be in the awareness that we can go and express that. And whether that person or whether that situation acknowledges or believes what we say 
or how we feel, what we share as something that hurt us that we need to express and, and let go of and, and express out. You know, we, we, we build up this energy and most times it's this negative energy and we feel bad and we st we're stressed. And most of the time it's because we're having to just say yes, yes, yes. And we can't really give our opinion or give our thought or tell the people who we, who need to be told what needs to be said. That's beautiful. Mr. Cardi up there sings at the top of his perch where his, where his home is, where his young, young baby is, is learning how to fly, which by the way, Cardinals are one of the birds that actually steward their young for several weeks and sometimes months. So really interesting. <laughs> from what has been studied through nature of, of cardinals. But we have to express that. We have to express those, those feelings some way. Musicians express that in music, right? Just as we talked about with Dark Side of the Moon, with Roger Waters' comments, exactly what we're talking about. Exactly. So musicians express that, you know, and, and sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. You know, Paul McCartney, man, you and Jason Mraz, Jason Mraz, Paul McCartney, let's get together and write a love song. I mean, you guys have written more love songs than anybody that I could tell. <laughs> so let's get together and write a love song. How incredible would that be? What? Jason Mraz and Paul McCartney writing a song about love? Talk about a monumental collective consciousness, universal intelligence achievement in terms of expressing love. Wow. Let's make that happen, please. But you guys express, Jason Mraz and Paul McCartney express love. And if we look at every love song, every love song, and we remove the names, we remove the places, the nouns in there, and we generalize it, and we look at the intention of the lyrics and the expression of the music, they all say the same thing. They're all defining love. They're all defining love as something that we all we all feel, we all don't know how to express it in words, yet we have all these songs with all these lyrics that say it so consistently, so consistently. And because we, we limit with our society, and it's nobody's fault, we use love as a romantic term, and it's so limiting. And we don't use love as something that's selfless, of something that's giving, of something that's with pure intention from, from within, right? It was so interesting in listening to George Harrison was speaking and, and if these walls could sing and he was, and he was talking about the time where they recorded All You Need Is Love in Abbey Road Studios. That's where they recorded it. Fun fact, I didn't know this, but how incredible, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards were there. In that room, when they were singing that, they were part of the, everybody, all together now. They were part of that all together now. Did you not know? I didn't know that. Here we go. Be insanely great, dropping, dropping things nobody, no, everybody forgot or nobody knew or whatever. What an incredible, I'm looking at the video and, and they're showing it and I'm like, is that Mick Jagger? And then I Googled, our good friend Google, that tells us all the answers to everything we want to know in an instant. Yes, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards were there. Absolutely. And then George Harrison recalling, recalling his words were, there was such a heightened level of consciousness and, and energy at that time where they did all you need is love. And they, and, and, you know, the summer of love and, and peace and love. And everybody says, oh, they were hippies, you know, and that became a movement that, that, that then kind of fluttered into, 
into the seventies and and eighties and nineties, and here we are today. You know, in the aughts, as they say, in the teens, and now we're in the twenties. He's George Harrison to say that they were he could feel the level of energy and, and heightened consciousness that was was around at that time. Incredible, and for that, and again, looking at the lyrics of "All You Need Is Love," it's all there. It's all we need. What if love? What if? What if that? energy is rooted in love. Love is like the only thing that I could conceive of that is something that doesn't really have a negative unless there's a fear attached to it, that if I express this love, I'm afraid someone might judge me. If I express this love, I'm afraid because of X, Y, and Z reason. That's the only time love has anything negative attached to it. Everything else has positive attached to it. That's love. Love is, is if we look at love as truly something as to all we need, and we and we express and make choices out of love. It's it's incredible, absolutely incredible. It's love or fear. All choices are made out of love or out of fear. If we're honest and we look and we get to the root and get to the root and get to the root and get to the root of why why that choice is being made, the intention of that choice, it's either a choice out of love or a choice out of fear. All of us in every choice we make throughout the day, throughout our life, in every present moment, and fear. If we look at fear as something that that our awareness, it comes into our own awareness with these opinions and these thoughts and these things that, and if, and if the universe is serving them up as to something that we need to overcome for one reason or another, because what do we spend most of our time thinking about all the things that we don't want? So are we surprised with all the stuff that flows our way is, is stuff that our thoughts that we don't want? We shouldn't be surprised because we spend so much time thinking about all the, and being anxious and being stressed. No wonder that's what flows back into our awareness. No, no wonder that's what thoughts that flow. But we give our, can we give ourselves a chance to, to choose differently? Can we give ourselves a chance to have the awareness that maybe, just maybe, if we, if we trust the universe and we trust ourselves, that the potential exists for something different, that the potential exists for joy, that the potential is, exists to choose positive to choose joy, to choose love, and to then allow that to then become something we do more frequently. And then that ultimately manifests and, and, and becomes our physical experience in our relationships, in our world, in the nature around us. That potential exists if we give it a chance. If we give it a chance, all potentials exist in the present moment. Can we be in the present moment more frequently? There might be some of you saying, Joe, you've talked about this before. And I, to, to you, I say you are a thousand percent right. And there's others that have said, I've never watched you before, but here I am today. And you're talking a lot about this present moment awareness stuff. Well, because that's where we, that's where we operate. That's where our life is determined. My grandma said two weeks before she passed, I don't know where I lost life. And so I am here to help every one of us, myself included, make sure I never lose life. And so how do I never lose life? I am in the present moment as often as possible. I am engaged with my energy as often as possible in the positive flux of relativity, not worrying about time, feeling the energy, feeling the feeling, being joyous. We're here to be joyful. We're here to have fun. As much as we learn from struggle, we can learn from joy. We can, and if we reflect back on our lives and we're honest with ourselves and we are consciously trying to think of positive, joyful moments, there's things we've learned from that, but we, 
we we instantly gravitate towards the negative because that's what we that's what that's what floods our lives because we we get stressed, we get anxious, we get worried about everything outside of us in our world, right? That's what we do. It's not it becomes natural because our feelings are magnetic, our thoughts are electric, and our feelings are magnetic, as Joe Dispenza has helped articulate to us so clearly. Right. And so our thoughts are electric and our feelings are magnetic. So our thoughts send it out there and the feelings are we're attracted to that. And we're tra- talk about the law of attraction. We're attracting those things towards us. So we send out negative feelings. It's magnetic. We're going to attract negative feelings. And it's not even sending it out. It's just within us. We don't need to be talking to anybody. We're sitting there with a sour face, you know, feeling bad about ourselves or about our life or about our world. That's just going to keep coming. We should not be surprised when we get the same shit <laughs> coming. T- towards us. We should not be surprised. Can we be more consciously aware of the words we say after I am? And what if we began to affirm things that we are and that and let that be something that we become? Because we need to be in order to in order to to end up in what it is that we want in the reality and the physical experience and the physical realm of, of around us and what it is that we want in the reality that we want for our life. We need to be that now. We need to be that now. Why do we need to be that? You're like, how do you do that? What's that? How do you be something before you're there and before you see it? Well, we need to believe it. We need to feel it before we see it. We need to believe it and we need to be it. And how do we be it? By little throughout moments upon moments and building momentum and starting to make choices to, to act like that version of ourself would act if we were that already. What choices would that version of ourself make if we were that already? And we're crazy to think that we can start 100% doing that today. But what we can do is we can start on the 1%. And you know what? In 100 days, we we might not be at 100%, but maybe we'll be, you know, 50%, 80%. But it's better than being at zero. Who wants to be at 0% towards what we want? And most of us are because most of us haven't taken a few minutes and a few moments to actually think what it is that we want. I realize sometimes when we're in circumstances, oh, I don't like this. I don't hate this. Just like Elton John said, he doesn't say, I don't want to do this. I want to write songs. So he made a choice to go do that. So if we're in the middle of something in our lives right now that we don't want, be grateful. Let us be grateful. I'm so grateful for all the moments that I was in in my life in which of things that I don't want, because what that was, that, that allowed me to realize who I am not. It's so incredibly valuable to realize who we are not so that we can then Make choices toward being who we are and to and to make choices as who we want to be in this moment. Right? Can we look at it like that? Can we deal with that? As Ben Stiller does is what's he do that karate chop thing and meet the parents? Can you deal with that? <gasps> right? Can you deal with that? Can you deal with that? Whatever. Thank you, Ben Stiller, for your moments of joy that you've expressed to so many millions and millions of people through your films and comedy whole stiller family thank you incredible how can we be inspirations for others around us how can we create moments of inspiration for the people in our lives how can we be that we're looking we let's build on everything that's around us all of those experiences and all of those people that we look up to you know all of those people you now steve jobs what an incredible inspiration for billions upon billions of people can we look at some of the choices he made throughout his life to get to him to where he is, to where he had, where he became, to inspire the the generations of people that he inspired through incredible products that simplified complex concepts, to then get to a place in which you realize the leverage 
is in products, absolutely, but there's so much more leverage in, 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 in creating inspiration for present moments. And how do you do that? He looked at what Disney did in films they had produced decades and decades prior that were still having moments of joy upon children and upon adults. And so he said, let me do that with Pixar. Even though they, even though they kept asking for money and were, you know, made business choices probably not the way and there was no focus he realized how important focus was so that he could then give Johnny Ive that same, you know, lesson and, and inspiration many years later. What are you saying no to? Because when he was at Next and when he was at Pixar, they weren't saying no to enough things. And what do you know? As soon as he got back to Apple, he had to say no to so many things. He had to say, no, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. We're only going to do this and we're going to be the best in the world at it. The best in the world. Yes, we are. And we're going to give it intention and we're going to give it love and we're going to give it care and we're going to give it everything to make it the absolute best. And you know what? We're going to release it based on a point in which we know it's going to be great. And if we want to build on it further, that'll be the next version because we're not going to release anything until we know it's exactly the best it possibly can be for what's available to us now. Right? Incredible. Incredible. Talking about, talking about his ability to reflect and his ability to, 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 to connect the dots in prior moments and his ability to understand and then use those lessons to then inspire others who we look up to. Johnny Ive, chief designer at Apple for, for, for decades and, 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 and to be, and to then create your own design for, firm love from. Yes, everything. If, if everything was built with love, how incredible. If everything was designed with love, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. And what an incredible story of love and, and kindness and, and, and just inspirational value for, for a foundation of, of choices and life. A boy, a mole, and, and uh, a fox and a horse. Beautiful Academy Award winning, you know, short film on, on Apple TV. Beautiful, beautiful. And again, looking at these people that we look up to that have inspired billions of people, not only billions of people, but Billions and trillions of moments, present moments, right? In which they can do it differently because these people made choices to do something to enable something new, something innovative, something different, right? And so think different, be different if you so choose, or be yourself, whatever that is. And our self, our self is defined as the choices we make and who we are consistently. That's what our self is. You're like, what is, you know, find yourself. What is myself? Well, here's how you define yourself. You define yourself. We all define ourselves by the choices that we make consistently. Not the words we say. Not the words we say. So many of us say words and we do things and we do other things. And if we're honest with ourselves, we know who we are. <laughs> we're honest with ourselves. We say one thing and we do another. And those of us that do that might look at ourselves as the things we say. And that's okay. You do you. Everybody does them. Everybody makes their own choices. Everybody's on their own path, on their own journey. But the reality is our self is our concept of self is defined by the choices we make consistently. And if all that exists, exists in the present moment right now, right now in the present moment, if all potentials exist in the present moment and all that exists, exists right now in the present moment, that's our self. What, what are we thinking about now? What have we done consistently in the past Several months, several years, that's our concept of self. Not just the words we've said, but the actions we've taken, the things that we've done. And I'll reference again an email that Steve Jobs sent to the entire Apple company, I think in 2003, where the subject was Aristotle. 
And he says, excellence is Aristotle's, it was a quote from Aristotle, which I'm paraphrasing, but he says, excellence is a, is a, is a, is a choice and therefore a habit. It's not something that you strive for. It's an element of the choices that you make consistently and consistently. Riley, maybe you can help me clear that up for those that are saying this guy doesn't even know what he's talking about. But it's a matter of making choices. It's a matter of if we want to be excellent, we need to make choices that contribute to being excellent. So I just Google Aristotle and Steve Jobs, and I'm in the Steve Jobs archive, make something wonderful book and search the entire book for Aristotle. He references Aristotle several times. One of these is one of these when Steve Jobs was right. This was one of the um, elements of make something wonderful, which go read that book, ebook. It's free. Thank you, everybody at the Steve Jobs archive for making it free to the world. He says, when I was going to school, I had a few great teachers and a lot of mediocre teachers. And the thing that probably kept me out of jail was the books. I could go and read what Aristotle or Plato wrote without an, without an intermediary in the way. And the book was a phenomenal thing. It got right from the source to the destination without anything in the middle. And he said, the problem was you can't ask Aristotle a question. And then he says, and I think as we look towards the next 50 to 100 years, if we really can come up with these machines that can capture an underlying spirit or an underlying set of principles, or an underlying way of looking at the world, then when the next Aristotle comes around, maybe if he carries around one of these machines with him his whole life, or his or her whole life, and types in all this stuff, and maybe someday after this person's dead and gone, we ask the machine, hey, what would have Aristotle have said? And he basically tells this story about him trying to, you know, even if we, like, what if we could ask Aristotle a question? I think we, we all of a sudden, we don't want to say, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to say what they would have said. Well, but if we if we can use their moments of inspiration and use their moments of, of of wisdom to understand what they said and give our own version of that, doesn't need to be what they said, but let us let them be a contributor to our own consciousness. You know, here's the Aristotle quote emailed Apple employees. Steve Jobs said that this was his favorite quote on January 20th, 2002. He said, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. Aristotle. That's the quote. We are what we repeatedly do, which I think I said like three times leading up to that, but I forgot that that's what he actually said. But that's it. We are what we repeatedly do. And that is our self. That's our concept of self, whether we want to admit it or not, whether we want to admit it or not, but we are what we repeatedly do. And so why not, why not do things that we want? Why not do things that we are working towards something that we believe in that, that we we feel from our intuition is something that is right and something that is not just right, but is truth for us. As Einstein said, I'll say it again, I've said it before, the most valuable thing is intuition. Intuition is the most valuable thing. Incredible, absolutely incredible. Can we take these moments from these inspirational, most influential people that have ever walked among us, as Einstein said, all of those have first come in contact with what was within and their spirit. And then, only then did they become known and, be, and become in contact with their physical selves. But they were first in, in constant communion and constant connection and constant union with what was inside. Whether we're a musician, whether we're an athlete, whether we're a business person, whether we're just a normal person, whether we're whatever, can we connect with what's in here? And then let that be something that we trust. Let that be something that guides us. Let that be something that we can, we can, we can leverage for our benefit. For because it's all that's coming from here is good. All that's coming from here is good. What? 
<laughs> what opportunity we have. Wow. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing day. You need to have an amazing day. I'll have an amazing day. You have an amazing day. The birds are going to sing. The bees are going to flutter. The flowers are going to bloom. Sun's going to shine. And we will choose, choose to have an amazing day. In amazing moments throughout the day, engage with their energy and our awareness. Have an amazing day. Bye. Bye.